And the concept of this is that we're really talking into what it actually means when we say Jesus has power, all power, and all authority on earth. And so we really wanted to, to tackle and break open some of the different concepts and ideas around power over what? Consistently, we would say that it's power over everything and, you know, it is what it is. But for a lot of us, what does that actually look like? What does that actually mean? What does that actually speak into? And so last week, Grant brought an absolute firecracker of a message. Hey, it's 5th of November. Uh, for Guy Fox pun. And... Uh, on, on that note, it was amazing. You should go online, listen to it, and just the concept of what it actually means to have power over darkness and the position and the place that we stand in regards to that. Tonight, though, it is my honor and privilege for us to journey into the concept of power over nature. What does it mean to have power over nature itself? What does it biblically look like? Did Jesus have power over nature? Did God himself ordain people to have power over nature? And so these are some of the things we're going to be looking at tonight in regards to this concept. But I really want to start this message off by highlighting the fact that every single person in this room, that if you believe in Christ, have been born again through accepting his gift of salvation, every single person in this room has access through the Holy Spirit to the power source. To the absolute power. And so what that really looks like is that through the relationship again with the Holy Spirit, it means that we are actually able to do, Jesus himself said uh, in scripture that he must go, that so the Holy Spirit will come. Most of you would have heard it, that through him you will do even greater things. Now that's pretty astonishing. That's pretty astonishing because how could you outdo Jesus and everything that he did? Like seriously, anyone raised anyone from the dead? Nah, just joking. I wish. That'd be epic. Yalta? No? Tried? Man, that's so cool. I've always sort of wanted to try, but even then I'm like, nah, nah, not yet, eh? Not yet. Got to read more. Nah. But the concept is, that was a joke, by the way. The concept is, is that we're able to actually access the power that Jesus walked in, walked with, and spoke through when he was on this earth, we have access to such power today. I really wanna highlight the topic that we're talking about tonight because it really speaks into the concept that nature in and of itself, which means land, sea, birds, everything, all creation, animals, apart from mankind itself, are regarded as nature. And so when we speak about the power over nature, we're talking about the earth itself bar human beings. So the power over nature, what does it really look like? You know, I, I for a long time worked at AFCO, uh, just, just out the back down here in Horror 2, whoop, 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 uh, for all the meat workers. And I have a serious amount of like time and, I mean, it's basically my number one trade is that I'm a meat worker um, in every area. And so I came into a place of being put in the yards. I applied for this job and applied and got accepted and was like, sweet, I get to work. This is just after we got back from the States. And they put me in the only place I didn't have experience in. I'd worked everywhere, in, everywhere inside the building. And so they go and put me outside. What that means is I was now labeled the drafter. And what that means is that I'm the person who puts the live cattle up the run. 
And so what that, what that looked like per day is that it meant for me that I had a kill list. Oh, sorry. No, nah, just I had a list of beasts, cows, bulls, prime, what, you know, a massive list, and I had to draft them. So we had a pen, or a lot of pens, and my list would say, you've got to get four of these pink shoulders, and they've got spray-painted shoulders. Uh, they've got to go up first, and you've got to get the six, and then the eight, and then the last little three or whatever, depending on what color code they were. And so it was my job to make sure, right, make sure I sent the right ones up, and because we had two races, you had to put the right ones up, left or the right side. And so it was a bit of a tricky task. It was a tricky task because it consistently meant that I had to be on my game because I was standing side by side by cattle. So I would be the one to open the gate and then I'll let these ones pass and draft them out and, and shout at those ones and scare those ones back. And sometimes they wouldn't get scared back and I'd get scared and I'd jump up the rails and all my workmates are laughing at me like, oh, check this guy out. Because I was fearful of what nature or what these animals could do to me. And so began this process of elimination in my mind and I start really pondering for, because the Christian that I am, uh, I start pondering on the concept didn't God actually say we have dominion over these animals? Didn't Jesus himself display power in such a way that it meant we have access to be able to walk in such power and be authoritative over nature itself, including animals? And so Orion being Orion, uh, the, the sometimes faith-filled man, uh, I, I, I really come into this situation and there's this angry bull, like we're talking massive, like the size of a minivan, no joke, gigantic, big, meaty, whew, it was a big boy. And so I, I get this one out and, and as you do, you open the gate, you walk behind it and you just tap it, on, tap it on the butt, you've got this like PVC pipe and you're making noise so you're like, hey, and so it starts moving. And so it starts moving and starts doing its thing and it's just cruising. And I'm like, awesome, we've done it. And I'm like, in Jesus' name, go up. Obviously, it's just cruising. And I'm like, <gasps> getting excited, you know. And I'm like, that's what I thought. Instantly, no joke, instantly, as soon as I said that, it does a 180 in 0.0.3.0.3 seconds. No. And instantly turns around on me and starts to charge me. Now, we're talking... Uh, I'm standing here, and it's literally probably third row back. And I'm standing, walking, walking. Hey, it's all good. Yeah, the power of Jesus is upon me. <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord is here, and instantly turns around and starts to charge me. So what do I do? I freak out, of course. Jump up on the side railing, and I'm just like, oh, what a waste of time. This thing's trying to get me, and so my boss has to come over and, and put it up. And then I came into a place where I was like, oh, man, what actually happened? What actually took place and why didn't it work? And I really felt on a very serious level that God said, try again. And so the next day I, I go into work and I'm just like, sweet, okay, yeah, sure. And uh, no joke, no joke. I had another bull and it comes out and I'm just like, I'm not gonna even test the waters here because I'm like, it might whip around and try and get me again. And so I'm just cruising, and then it turns around and goes to start running at me. This time it's probably in like the fifth or sixth row back. And in a split second, I literally feel the presence of God come upon me and 
I, I just felt a real nudge to say, tell it to stop and don't move. Now, logical thinking would say, don't be silly. You're going to get smoked and have to go to the hospital. But at least you'll be on ACC. That's what I was thinking. At least I'll be on ACC for a decent amount and I'll at least still get paid, right? And so I was like, sweet, it's, oh, yeah, okay, it's a win-win situation, sort of. You know, this is, this is me trying to. And so within a second of my thought process has gone through all the moves and I stand there and the spirit of the Lord came upon me so powerfully and I said, stop. And it got to literally about here, stopped right in front of me, like no joke, ran, 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 skidded, stopped, steered me. I'm like, it's like this tall, steering me in the face and it just does its like little thing. It's like, and turns around and walks all the way up the race. And I kid you not, my boss comes over and said, what was that? Because he watched it all happen. Explain the whole story, but, but this alludes to what I'm getting at tonight is that there is serious power over nature, amen? That when we realize through the stories that we're gonna really read tonight and break open that there is absolute power when it comes to taking on nature in and of itself. Sometimes you might want to pick a fight. Uh, you have that conversation with God. That was very intense that day. But for us, we're really going to look at one story in the Bible that speaks about Jesus overcoming and defying the odds of nature in every single way. Defies gravity, defies absolutely everything there is to do. And it is a story that most of you probably would have heard already. And it's the story of Jesus calming the storm. Most of us will know this story, but if you would uh, turn with me to Matthew chapter 8, and we're going to be looking at verse 23 to 27. A bit of background on the story just before you skip ahead, because I can see you already reading. Focus. The concept of this story really comes out of the aspect where the disciples are keen and ready to follow Jesus. So this really does link into our morning message. If you weren't here, go and listen to it. But the concept is that the disciples are ready and willing to follow Jesus. They've, they've literally seen many a miracle. Before this actually takes place, many a miracle, serious miracles have taken place for them to be like, Jesus is the man. Wow, this guy's Omega and Alpha and all the rest. He's doing this thing and he is literally the son of God. And so this is our backstory where you would trust that the disciples are very much aware on who is by their side. Let us read together. Matthew chapter 8, verse 23. It reads this. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. That, my friends, is what we call power over nature. Let us say it as a church, power over nature. 
Jesus had absolute power over nature with the concept being really blown into proportion on what it actually was and how much power he truly had in this story. I really want to highlight what we read here is verse 24, and it says, Suddenly a furious storm came upon this lake. Now, when this term was actually used, we're talking about a storm, and, and it, gives a, it gives obviously a, a bit of in-depth look into what it actually looked like because we've got waves sweeping over a boat. It's going ham. It's like, they're freaking out. You're like in this little rowboat. They actually say that they, they generally got into a, a, a four-man fisherman boat is what they're sitting in right about now. Just a, just a rowboat, no like special metal boat. It's just a rowboat that they're sitting in right now. And so they're being rocked so much and the waves are going so crazy. The furious storm uh, in, in some regards is actually, it's talking about the concept of an overpowering wind has come upon the lake and stirred the waves in order for them to smash absolutely everything. We're talking a furious storm. Like we were in America, there was supposed to be this hurricane that hit, what was it called, Hurricane Florence, I think. Yeah, it was supposed to go hit like this area that we were going to for this, for this vacation. Yeah, like didn't do anything. It was sort of like, you know how we had that hurricane years and years ago and everyone was like freaking out and everyone took photos of little puddles and was like, check it out. We're talking about a serious storm. Like a serious storm that literally would have capsized most boats. It is understandable for the disciples to be freaking out in this moment. I don't know about you, but if I, I'm, I already get motion sickness so, and, and seasick, so I'm already thinking like, I'm already complaining to Jesus, where's my tablets? <laughs> but these guys, waves sweeping over the boat, and they look over. Could you imagine? Jesus is like, <clears throat> he's getting hit by waves. And just snoring away, and he's, he's just having a dandy old time in Restville. And the disciples are like, check this dude out, we're about to die. Does he not realize what's going on? And so they wake him up. Oh, man. Who's ever woken someone up that uh, generally has authority over you? It's not the wisest of things. Hashtag mums. But we find ourselves that Jesus replies, and this is the greatest reply one of the greatest replies I've seen Jesus say. You of little faith, why are you so afraid? And in action mode. Whew. Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. What does power over nature look like? It means that Jesus himself spoke at nature itself, and said, move, and it moved. See, we've got to recognize that his father, the one who he is in absolute relationship, the, the, the 100% of Jesus that is God, and also the 100% of man, is shown in this very moment. Because he is in relationship with the creator of the winds and the waves. Someone say power over nature. Because of his relationship with the king, because of who he was and who he was born into, the family he was raised in, he now has power over the absolute thing that his father created. See, for us to realize is that 
instead of being like the disciples and coming into a place of being like, wow, who is this dude? What is he doing? And for us to truly question what's going on, we must reposition our focus and realize that we are in relationship with Jesus. Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. That in itself says so much because we are in relationship with the Creator who created creation. What does that mean for us? That means that through our relationship with Jesus, we are able to access such power as this. See, for me, when I was standing up against this gigantic beast of a bull, uh, the one thing that went through my mind is do you believe? And see, the question I really wanna ask you tonight is do you believe? See, because of sim- for a long time, and in a lot of ways, we overcomplicate what it actually means when the Bible actually talks about specific stories or specific things. For a long time, we've overcomplicated what it actually means to have power from the source. It is a very simplistic idea tonight that I really wanna just touch on because Basically, that all, that's all it needs is that we have absolute power. Absolute power over nature because of the relationship that we have with Jesus. Power over nature. Jesus had absolute power over nature that he spoke. See, it's funny because he didn't punch the wave. You know how sometimes people go to the beach and they're like beating up the waves and you're like, well, check this dude out. He's angry. He didn't do that. But he came into a place of literally just speaking. Do you realize there is power in your tongue? Power to build and power to destroy. Jesus showed that there is absolute power over nature through his audible voice. Somebody say power over nature. Jesus again shows another awesome concept when he feeds 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. See, that goes against all odds. Jesus also walked on water. Now that defies gravity itself. It's not that he deleted gravity for five seconds and said, check me out. No, he said, I will show you who the creator is and what he is capable of. I will show you the awesomeness of my father all glory to my Father. And so time and time and time again, we find ourselves in situations where Jesus defies the human mind in and of itself, defies the laws of physics, the laws of gravity, the laws of every, basically every single law without being a rebel. He's not necessarily being a rebel, even though a lot of you thought that that was a sweet, now I can be a rebel. No, we're not defying law in and of itself, but it's that he spoke and showed that he is the absolute author and perfecter of our stories and of our life. Yet again, Jesus shows that he has power over nature, and because of our relationship, we have power over every single aspect of nature. Someone tap someone on the shoulder and say, do you realize the power you wield? Someone tap the other person because they were asleep. Do you realize the power you have? See, for us tonight, we realize that we have power. Power to glorify the God, our living Father. Power to change situations. Power to speak. And absolute things, literal things take place 
when we speak into situations, especially when it comes to nature, as we're discussing tonight. I really want to ask you, though, how do we respond to Jesus' authority over nature? See, for us, it's good and well knowing that, yeah, cool, we got power, sweet. Can I just charge my phone? No, not that sort of power. But how do we respond when we recognize that we have power and authority over darkness, as we covered last week, and over nature, we cover this week? How do we respond? This will really help us to understand because a lot of us, see, for us, it really should come into a place that we should respond in faith and not fear. Sadly, sometimes it's, it's flipped. We respond in fear and not faith. The disciples responded in fear and not faith, and they got called out by Jesus himself. Could you imagine how much of a low blow that would be if Jesus himself was like, you are unworthy. No, you, 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 how dare you not believe? You'd be like, sorry. How would you react realistically? And they find themselves in a place where they react and they respond in fear and not by faith. Let me tell you tonight, team, is that we should always learn to respond in faith and not in fear. That when situations would arise, we shouldn't be like, oh, what's gonna go on? Jesus, as we are. Which we can, it's awesome to cry out to God. But in a lot of situations, with faith, we can activate such power and move situations ourselves. See, one of the things I realized is that for a long time, uh, churches, churches come into a place where specific people can only pray for you and that's when the breakthrough will happen. What I mean by this is, is sometimes we can have people up the front praying, and, and, but people get into a position of actually saying, oh, my breakthrough can only happen as if that one person prays for me. See, for us, this flips everything on top of its head, especially that thinking, because we have to realize that we can come into a place of actually, in faith, moving mountains ourselves. First, we must activate faith. First, we must come into a place and realize that it is faith that will move such mountains. It is faith that will calm such storms in our lives. It is faith in the Lord God Almighty that would change any and every single situation for His glory. And so we have such power. See, I really wanna quickly flick over to Genesis chapter one, and we're gonna look at verse 26 to 30. This, these uh, passages of scripture, these next few verses that we look at, we've just looked at Jesus's view and the way that he moves with power over nature. What we're going to look at now is God's word that he spoke over humans in regards to power over nature. Verse 26 says, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. I got to pause there. I absolutely believe that someone in this room needs to be reminded that you have been made in God's image and God's likeness. That is an awesome concept because you are literally made in absolute likeness with our creator of everything around us. 
Like that beats Nike. That beats Adidas. Like if you could wear that as a label, you technically are. Just look at your face. But that beats all of it. Like Nike's really dumb now, so don't do it. Oh, okay. Anyway, let's move on. So that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. Yet again, he knows he needs to remind us because sometimes we forget, right? In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. I have to take this moment to really press into the concept that right now we're struggling with what it means to be male and female and there is a debate and an issue going on in this world right now that there is a serious confusion. The Bible would seek to tell us, and this is a plain line drawn in the sand, that we have been created as male and female. People still struggling with this concept, man, I wanna talk to you and I wanna love on you and show you what Christ is all about. But can we be real for a second? The truth is the truth. Male and female, he created them. We are male. Oh, I am a male, sorry. Sheesh, I was about to confuse that even more. I am a male, my wife is a female. He created them. I don't wanna open a can of wounds. Like that's a massive conversation in and of itself. Uh, But I really wanted to highlight the truth in God's word that he has spoken from day one. Well, this is technically day five. Verse 28. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, increase in numbers, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I will give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the earth, every tree that has fruit and with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth, earth, and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food and the vegans say amen. No, did you? And it was so. It's cool because I've got the mic so I can sort of get away with it. <laughs> Love you, wife. But this is our concept. It's a rule over everything that's been placed on earth. Nowhere does it say humans. Let me highlight that first and foremost. Nowhere does it say we rule over other mankind or males ruling over females or anything of the sort. It speaks to us though about nature in and of itself, that we have absolute power and authority and reign over every aspect of it. That in every way God set this up so that we could enjoy His creation. And so with that being said, let us really come into a place that we can respond, not in fear, but in faith. That in every single way, when because weather and everything has a lot to do in our lives. Like in a lot of ways, you're like, it's raining, I can't mow the lawns, I can't do anything. It's quite a serious topic. It sort of withholds us from doing a lot of things. But the concept, and, and, and by all means, 
if God leads you to, feel free to pray for us as we have another week of sunshine. Amen. <laughs> By all means. But uh, the realisticness of, of what's being spoken about is that we have been created to rule over nature in and of itself. That as we, again, church, say it with me, we have power over nature. Absolute power. So I leave you with this. Are we going to be like the disciples? And are we going to come into a place of being slow to understand the authority and the power that we have through Jesus? Or are we going to realize that through our tongue and through our voice, we have the same power that God spoke when He created the earth itself. Guys, I really want to encourage you that you have power to move mountains. In an analogy sort of way, there are going to be storms in your life that you can speak at. Why? Because you have power over nature. God is so good. Can we, can we really come into a place of understanding that first and foremost, we will activate our faith and not let fear drive us and always learn to worship the Creator over creation. For a long time, the world in of itself will promote that creation is greater than God and, and we can do it. And we're awesome. And oh, don't get me wrong, you guys are awesome. But I know someone awesomer, if that's even a word. I'm allowed to claim that. I'm Islander. Can we worship the Creator over creations? I can also get away with that because I'm Islander. <laughs> creator over creation. And in doing such, we will activate faith over fear. Can we really truly be a people that will live by faith and not fear and activate such raw power that is readily available every single moment of every day, of every week, of every month, of every year, as long as we are in relationship with Him?